Hello and welcome to Gloucester Vineyard Church's weekly podcast. We are creating communities which bring hope and joy to Gloucestershire. Uh, We're really pleased that you've downloaded this message and that you're taking part in the Mark series. Uh, This is the second instalment and we're going to be reading today Mark chapters 2 and 3 ahead of unpacking them at this Sunday's gathering. So sit back, enjoy your cup of tea and here we go with John chapter 2. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. When he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralysed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on the mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralysed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralysed man, Your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And then Jesus turned to the paralysed man and said, Stand up. Pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up, he grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, claiming, we have never seen anything like this before. Then Jesus went out to the lakeshore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call out those who think... I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Once when Jesus' disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? And Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast whilst celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving the even bigger te- leaving an even bigger tear than before. No one puts new wine in old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are you breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abithar was high, high priest and broke the laws by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. And then Jesus said, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely 
if he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. And then he turned to his critics and asked, Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and deeply saddened by their hard hearts, and then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored. At once the Pharisees went away and met with their supporters, with the supporters of Herod, to plot how to kill Jesus. Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples, and and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from east of the Jordan River, and even as far north as Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. He had healed many people that day, and all the sick people eagerly pushed forwards to touch him. And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw them on the ground uh, for fear of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God! But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him. And then he appointed twelve of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the twelve he chose. Simon, whom he named Peter. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. One time Jesus entered a house, and the crowds began gathering again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. But the teachers of religious law who had arrived from Jerusalem said, He's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets his power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan? A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and plunder his house. I tell you the truth, all sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying, he's possessed by an evil spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to him. They stood outside and sent word to him to come and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus and someone said, your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. And Jesus Jesus replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And then he looked at those around him and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my my brother and sister and mother. Okay, there we go. That's the chapters one and two of Mark. Uh, We'll be unpacking those chapters this coming Sunday at our gathering. We'd love for you to plan to join us. You can find all of the details about how to be with us on our website, www.glostervineyard.org.